filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Gentlemen, much to his chagrin, I've already put the theme song in, as you know, and he's finding out live on the air. Jeremy Johnson from the West Coast. How are you, Jeremy? Yeah, pretty good. One day at a time. It is uh what, day 36 of quarantine for you? Is it 36 already or 35? I think I think it's 35. Okay. Well, filibuster freestyle. We're here with the man cook good zone, Jeremy Johnson, kitchen quarantine, part four. Cindy Harrington's here. Hi. And uh, let's just talk about the elephant in the room that people are listening sequentially. Jeremy has called into question the scoring system of the 30-day song challenge. I just lost on day 10. I put up I put up Amazing Grace by the Scottish the Royal Scottish Dragoons Army, whatever they're called. And they got dinked by Bonnie Raitt. I know. Bonnie Raitt, I mean, God bless her. And I love her, her but her still Grey Streak. But wow. I just think, you know, you're 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 playing against a a rigged judging panel here, and I think that Cindy was a clear, um, clear distraction to bring up the fact that you're putting your picks in before her yeah but she has the judge in her pocket she knows what she likes she knows what they share memories with yeah she knows Smoke what screen. she listened to when she broke up with her boyfriend 18 years ago i mean this is a wildly unfair system let me let me just make a small discretion here though now all of my songs like you can find on a playlist of mine somewhere in my Spotify, in my iTunes. Like, Gavin doesn't have Bagpipes' Amazing Grace on his daily mix on his Spotify. That being said, by the way, I will but tomorrow. does it make you sad? Yeah, does it make you sad? It actually kind of doesn't. Well, that, then you're a sociopath, and we need to rethink a lot of things. <laughs> you just got to ride it out, Gav. You're in too deep. Things, we, things we've learned tonight. Sociopath for a wife. Okay. Moving right along, it is tied 10 to, sorry, 5 to 5 on day 10. So we are locked up in a tight one. First 1 to 16 wins, JJ. I think you have to switch it to a blind judging. You can't be giving your picks before and having her hear whose pick is what. I think that that's a good way to get some good results and better data down the line here. It's got to at least be blind. We're, we're working on it. But for 9 of the 10 days, I went first. I think you need like a 13 person judging panel, like going across all demographics. All the pundits need to vote every day, which is a lot. It's almost like vote by mail. It's crazy, but you know, we can do it. We can do it. Like a jury selection and you argue jurors and, and, you know, we really stretch this 30 day thing out until the episode is done on the actual last day of quarantine. Cause I don't know if you're going to, I think you're going to run out. Well, well, all I know is this. We are 10 days in, 10 podcasts in a row, plus we're doing kitchen quarantine once a week. It's fantastic. that we're, I mean, I'm not saying the content is the best it's ever been, but it's definitely the most copious. Right. And with that said, before we get into kitchen quarantine part four, I know you enjoy the game, Places Listening, JJ. I want to save it for you. So we're going to do a little, right. place, little Places Listening. But here's my idea. When this quarantine may or may not past let's say we can at least you know go to restaurants again or any restaurants are still left 
and whatever ones are, we'll go to those ones. We should start picking takeout ethnic restaurants based on the places listening and call it takeout quarantine. I like that. And here are the places listening. Or, or signature dishes from those cultures. Yeah, exactly. So we can kind of do a spinoff of this pod, you know, relative to, you know, getting back maybe to some sense of normalcy where you go to restaurants again and or just guys deliver it to your house without you worrying about how we're going to sterilize that. By the way, Cindy will give us some information on that later tonight in the pod. But you just have a places listening uh, single elimination tournament. And, holy, uh, holy cow, yes. That we do it based on their signature foods, and we turn it into like 16 weeks of content. Exactly. So, and this this thing goes another 16 weeks. Bing, bang, boom, we got it. So, We're ready. Places listening, besides Paris, France, the number one stunner in the United States, number two. We got in third place, thanks to Roscoe P's massive Spanish following, Spain tied with the United Arab Emirates, followed by the United Kingdom, Ireland, Egypt, Poland, Kuwait, Indonesia, Portugal, Argentina, Germany, Belarus, Australia, and Japan. That is a murderer's row of signature dish options. Wow. In addition to that, there are some interesting cities listening, but I'm going to skip that for right now because since Belarus is still playing Premier League soccer in their country, I've got your sports roundup for the day. And by these two games, I mean all sports today, uh, besides horse racing in, our, in Oklahoma, which is a whole different thing. Belarusian Premier League, uh, we have got Belshina tied Smolvicini, for Smolvici, excuse me, one-to-one. And Shakhtar Sologorsk lost to a team, I kid you not, called Slutsk. It is S-L-U-T-S-K, Slutsk. And... Slutsk won two to one, even though they played with the red card, because of course they did. That's your pr- Premier League roundup from Belarus. How are we feeling about that, guys? Should have bet more money on them. Yeah, man, they won with the red card. Slutsk. The entire world of sports. Wasn't it the Nicaraguan league that was playing? Isn't their prime minister missing or something? Yeah, so they're going to keep playing while he's missing. So they're probably not going to stop playing. No, oh, I, wow. But anyway, they're still playing. Uh, I think like Uzbekistan is playing. Not as high a level, of course. And Belarus is playing. And then I think there's some, you know, weird, like, uh, you know, hacky sack league or something going on in Indonesia, maybe. I don't know. All that to be said. One more, one more fun little content for you guys. We are over 99,000 downloads of the podcast. Wow. So I don't know what happens when we get to 100,000, but I want to thank everybody for listening, spreading the word. It means a lot. Okay, now I'm ready to talk about Jeremy Johnson. Man cooked good. 101 meals prepped and cooked over 34 days. JJ, how are we feeling? You know, I feel like I had just crossed some sort of finish line if I wasn't even, you know, halfway into a race here. Mm. It, um, it, it would have been best to stop after 100, but, you know, who gets takeout for the first time at lunchtime? You know, we did it for dinner. Yep. Um, Plus I feel one. pretty good. My food is really, um, I really kind of hit my stride. Uh, the first week, I feel like I was punching in the dark. I was working <laughs> through a bunch of old ingredients, and I didn't feel well, and um, we were doing a bunch of, like, we were, like, in shock, you know, so... We're doing a lot of reheating and easy stuff and things that didn't require a lot of prep or cleanup. And then 
I'd say, uh, you know, the 19th or 20th of March, um, I really started leaning into it and I really started to hit my stride around the first of the month. And since then I've made some really wonderful food and been getting a lot of great response from people online. And, um, I really feel like I've got my entire kitchen completely dialed in. I know everything that we have. I know everything that needs to be used and when I've got kind of, it's like I'm spinning a bunch of plates. It just keeps me stimulated mentally. That's awesome. And so, and, uh, I, yeah, I'm really happy with it. It's it's been it's been a really great week in terms of food making and eating and interacting with a lot of really great people on Instagram, and uh, it helps pass the time. Keeps me feeling like I've got something going on. Yeah, and I mean, 101 meals in a row, and then you know the amazing thing is the first place that you called for takeout is a place you sent me to last summer when I was visiting you in LA, the Oaxacan yeah, yeah. firecracker, the roller coaster. I'm going to say the name wrong, so I'm going to let you do it for me, but I've been to this place, and I'm so glad that's where you went first. Tell me about the name is correctly pronounced, and it's, tell me about your meal. It's Kiodine. Kiodine, okay. Kiodine. Um, and it's, you know, it's pronounced Kiodine, and it's got, you know, a lot of vowels, and it starts with a Q, and um, it's a family-owned Oaxacan restaurant, and they specialize in, in moles and barbacoa and... Oaxacan is just, you know, it's a region of Mexico. They have a certain type of food. It's really good. And they they make all their own sauces and tortillas in-house. And, you know, the, the girls in the front of the house are the daughters. And mom and dad are cooking. And it's really a great little spot. And my daughter's grown up eating there. Um, one of the first times she and I went to lunch together, just the two of us, yeah. we, was the first time we ate there. So we feel like we have a real connection to that place, and I was really happy to be able to throw them a little bit of money and, and have a nice meal. Yeah, they were thankful on Instagram, as were you. Uh, I follow them on the gram. I comment on their stuff all the time. Um, I, yeah, I remember the day that I went there. I walked like four miles to get there, and then I ate like – I got like three different things, so I couldn't make my mind up, and it was the best. So <laughs> it was really awesome to see you cash in in some Goodwill chips after 101 Dalmatians known as Meals – Prepared in a row on the Man Cook Good. And by the way, go to the Instagram site for JJ at Man Cook Good. Take a look at all of it. It is gorgeous. And the other thing that Instagram is good for, JJ, is asking some of the folks out there what they're cooking tonight. And you've been asking questions, and you mentioned you got a lot of responses. So, like, can you take me to some places people are cooking and what they're doing? Yeah, you know, I got a great, um, couple great ones. I got a guy named Bryant Lazenby. Um, the last he uh he's having a barbecue chicken and pineapple quesadilla Hmm. which i'm imagining would be um leftover uh leftover barbecue chicken a great use for it i've learned going through my 101 meals um i use a lot of flour tortillas for lunchtime partly because they're great for packaging up leftovers but partly also because my daughter likes to eat quesadillas so when I saw that, I started thinking you could just, you know, you take a couple chicken breasts or a couple um, chicken thighs and throw them into a, a pot with, like, a bunch of barbecue sauce and cook it on low until the meat breaks down. And then you've got shredded chicken and it's barbecue sauce. Sounds you put down pizza, you can make quesadillas, you could, you know, just eat it right there and then. It's a really easy, hands-off dish that you can turn into six different things, which is kind of what Kitchen Quarantine is all about. It's what it's all about. 
Absolutely. Um, other things that have come up today, people are cooking? Uh, a girl, uh, Walla Walla Weirdo, is having hot Cheetos and truly seltzer. I enjoyed that one the most. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. I really, I can't imagine that they're not going to have a, uh, like a Mama Celeste pizza or something at 11 o'clock at night when the munchies kick in. Yes. 100%. Uh, that is not going to hold you through. She did reply recently and say that they, that she had bagels already. So mm, you know, I don't know. Everyone's got different needs with their dietary uh, requirements, and maybe that's enough for her for the day. Fair. Walla Walla Weirdo is a great name. Got a great idea from um, uh, Cindy and uh different cindy oh i can't read her last name i wrote down by pen she made oh cindy mars she's making uh cindy mars seven she's making tiny lasagna so um basically like instead of this massive thing of lasagna that you gotta uh, you gotta join the catholic church to to (laughs) use all of it in time yep you and i I, I'm just imagining this is what she means by it. She says she's got five strips of, uh, of lasagna pasta. You do it in like a bread pan. Oh. You know, and you, you just lay it. You're to make a reasonable amount. You, you could get, you know, two meals for two different people. Um, you know, four servings of lasagna. And you don't feel like obligated to have your standard three by three inch block. You could just have like a piece of like you were cutting a banana bread or something. And you have that with a salad and some roasted veggies or something. That's a really nice Um, portion of that. Yeah. And it's a manageable thing because lasagna is incredible, but it's really like a pain in the the butt if you make it the, you know, the the old school uh, way. Right. It's like a four uh, layer deal. It's like it feeds 30 people. But you could start that right thing. away with, with the smaller thing. You could go jarred sauce, or you could do a simple sauce. You could do, um, you could slip some like some kale or winter winter greens in there. You could just lay some cheese down and stay getting a whole like spread or bechamel sauce. Like you don't have to overthink it. You can get the thing in the oven pretty quick, and then you've got you got a real nice craving satisfied. But you didn't have to, you know, cook for fourteen to do it. Right, which again, ill-advised during social distancing. Right. I will say this. We've got, uh, I want to shout out our neighbors downstairs. Number one, um, they live on the first floor of a three-decker you know, building. So they've been bringing our packages up to our front door, which is super nice of them because uh, we've got a lot of porch pirates here in Selfie. <laughs> um, I'm just going to call them out for what they are. They are making, <laughs> they are making their gold uh, on the, the old not home in time for the um, Amazon delivery move. Right. So we get the front door delivery, but we got a back door delivery up the stairs tonight. They were cupcakes. Yeah, Guinness cupcakes. Guinness, Guinness infused cupcakes. So, you know, you want to ask what people are cooking on the West Coast. West Coast, we're getting some of that. And all around the country from JJ and his fan base, right here in Selfie, where it's probably going to snow tonight. Man, am I happy about that. Um, we got some Guinness infused cupcakes up the stairs. So we're, pr- we're proud and happy about all that going on that sounds wonderful is it like a white icing yes well two there's uh, vanilla buttercream and mocha buttercream so one of the one of each a, 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 these are great these are great people that you live oh here. yeah wonderful people give, they were at our wedding um which you were you know you were unable to come i was to. not i was not at your wedding no. but, but you might have had a chance to meet them there but you did not and that's okay and that's all right and that's all right because you were you're watching your daughter that day too which takes it back to that that first meal at first meal you know that first wahakin barbacoa so, yeah. 
really quickly, we're talking about bringing cupcakes up the stairs and porch pirates and takeout food. We've got our resident nurse practitioner in the house. Um, it's funny. Cindy was mentioning that some poor guy in Michigan who said I, he's a healthcare provider. He's like, I've been taking off my clothes the right way every day, and I still got COVID. And then there was a video of him taking off his clothes, and Cindy's like, yeah, he didn't do that right. And that's probably <laughs> so with that, with that kind of expertise and with what's going on out there still, folks, with the COVID, the Rona, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Cindy, what is the best way to, if you go to Trader Joe's or Ralph's or Stop and Shop, or if you get takeout from the Seapoint or Kia Dine or anywhere else, yeah. how are mofos trying to clean up their stuff before they get, you know, real bad stuff on their hands and stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, some of these are, you know, actual recommendations. Some of these are probably personal recommendations. If you're going to the grocery store, you should wear a mask, 100%. Um, I know in Massachusetts, a lot of grocery stores are limiting. I think they've been forced to limit the amount of people that are in there so you can have enough space to keep the six-foot distance apart from people. Um, They're usually giving you hand sanitizer and like little uh, Clorox wipes or the like to wipe down your cart when you get in there. However... You know, this is a respiratory illness. It's an airborne illness. So particles from even people with masks in the stores can get on certain items. And there's data to suggest that on some surfaces, um, the virus can last for up to 72 hours. Right. So that's three days. So. So when you're bringing your things home, I mean, I also wear gloves. I just have those like rinky dinky like yep. uh, cotton like winter gloves that you can just like toss in the laundry when you're back um anything that is not perishable or you don't need right away if you can kind of let it sit for a few days that's typically the best when you're bringing your bags in i wouldn't suggest putting them on like a counter that you use frequently we kind of keep it on a certain area of the floor like a little bit outside of our kitchen area just to keep that area as clean as possible. And then you basically wipe everything down. Yeah, so anything that like needs to be refrigerated immediately that you know you're going to use for dinner that night or for snacking or whatever, grab a Clorox wipe, grab a paper towel, and throw you know whatever cleaner you have on it and wipe the outer surfaces down before you you know throw them in. Wash your hands as soon as you get home, and then also wash your hands before right you after you do that and before you eat anything if you've touched anything. And on the takeout boxes... Plate your food immediately. Yep. Don't put the food back in the takeout containers. Correct. Wash the, sh- the heck out of your hands yeah. and get rid of the takeout boxes as soon as possible. And clean your countertop afterwards, too. Yeah. Which is very much common sense, but also, like, gosh darn it, folks. Like, you can't skimp on it. Listen, like, the taking on and off of the PPE, I had to watch the video, like, several times, and I know I even did it wrong when I was coming in and out of a potential COVID room. So... There's a lot of error that can happen here, and like, don't beat yourself up too much about this. I still think the risk of transmission of picking up something up from like a plastic bag is pretty darn low. Yeah. But you know, it don't celebrate it. it. Don't tempt it. Takes it takes some practice. It takes some thinking. It takes you know a minute to stop and kind of make your plan of attack. Yeah. All right. So that's a little kitchen quarantine hack for you guys. When if you're gonna get takeout, or if you have to go to the grocery store, like JJ last week, and just light it up. <laughs> Yeah. You know, be safe. 
JJ, have you been back to the grocery store, or did your plan last no, week work? No, no, we we went out for milk, and um, and that was about it. So yeah, nice. we've um, we've held strong with our our investment uh, last week. That's for sure. That's clutch. And um, I've also been like collecting like fruit and you know herbs and stuff around the neighborhood from various uh, public and you know private trees and uh that's been helping to augment our flow nice. um, pretty sweet something about the takeout like i you know, i get takeout yesterday and i'm excited to get takeout because in this new world i've only cooked and i'm like yes i'm gonna get some takeout and i have to cook anything well by the time i go through the process of emptying the containers onto the plates and then get the plate containers and then they get in the trash immediately and then the trash goes down and then the plates are all dirty and I got to do a bunch of different plates because you know food can't touch when you're a toddler <laughs> so at the end of the day I'm like I may as well have cooked the food I had to go and get it I then had to pay for it then I bring it home I get 16 dishes dirty I got to run down to the dumpster immediately yep. and then I got to clean everything and I got to clean everything again and all the dishes and like well, like what was the point of that? You know, I didn't really gain the um, yeah the peace of the mind you were looking for that I uh, was looking for. Yeah, but but again, you, you got to do what you got to do. It's kind of like the food you know, was nice. Yeah, and the food was nice, and somebody else made it. But yeah, it really it is a little bit more work. Um, let me ask you this, JJ. You mentioned that you got you've been saving some can of beans recipes. Do you have yeah. that ready to go tonight, or is that a week five? Oh yeah, I could do. I could. We could go on, man. Yeah, let's we keep rolling. Let's... I could eat beans every night. Beans. And, uh, you could do a million different kinds. Every culture's got them. Um, <laughs> here's one. I mean, there's the standard rice and beans, which like I'll chop up an onion or a half an onion, a half an onion per can. I'm assuming you've got cans of beans. Oh sure. And. Um, you pour your black beans in with the with the softened garlic, with the softened onion, softened onion, salt it a little bit. Uh, put in a couple cloves of garlic that you've smashed. Don't chop them up; they'll just smash them. And just let that simmer. You want to go extra? Put in a bell pepper or a chili pepper with the onion, and um, then put the uh, beans in, and you're you're halfway to beans and rice. If you want to have kind of like a a little bit more nuanced flavor, put some cumin in there. If you do cumin and like garlic powder and Worcestershire sauce, uh, a couple dabs of that, you're getting kind yeah, of like a Costa Rican bean. So Costa Ricans do, um, they have lasano, that's their their table condiment, and it's it's got a real nice flavor to it. That sounds nice. And, I've never heard of lasano before. Yeah, I, I, I discovered it way before i'd ever been to costa rica i had beans and rice it's got a really nice smoky kind of uh fruity fruit forward flavor to it and um i actually was ordering lasano for my rice and beans from like a distributor in in austin or no uh houston and then um next thing you know i'm in costa rica and i was like oh this this is truly everywhere and then you look at the ingredients, and I said, oh, I'll never buy this again. I can just do, get this flavor profile at home. Um, I didn't realize that the secret ingredient was the Worcestershire sauce. Ah, nice, yeah. nice stuff. That's a nice hack right there. Um, another one, garbanzo beans. First of all, you should order some tahini online uh, now so it gets there in the next couple weeks mm. because, um, you know, hummus is incredible and versatile and um, – you know, the price starts to add up. 
and it's better when you make yourself anyway. But I do a nice thing with garbanzo beans where I will make, I'll take uh, onion, celery, and carrot and soften it, and I'll pour in some water or some chicken stock um, or even some water with uh, chicken bouillon, and you pour in your garbanzo beans into that, and then maybe I'll brown some mushrooms or I will, um, you know, get some some uh, meat done quickly with like a, a nice crispy char on it to to you know contrast with the soft uh, brothy nature of the beans mm. and uh, put something fresh on it like some spring onion or um, some lightly pickled onions or something and you've got a really well balanced meal with some rice or some uh, some sort of starch. The beans just keep on giving. Garbanzo beans, man. Or you do like <laughs> beans, cannellinis or navies in broth with garlic and carrot and celery and onion. And you don't even really like chop it up. You just cook it in the water with the beans. You chop the onion in half and you just let that accumulate those flavors. You put some herbs in there and cook down the water so it steams mostly off. And now it's just a beanie broth. And you put that on fancy toast, or you serve it over rice, or you eat it with pasta. Oh, or, so many things. Um, uh-huh. For that. We had a nice little toast thing today. Tonight going at our house, Cindy did like a, and I didn't have it. Cindy kind of did like a, a, pre, a pre-judgment, but pre-victory meal. What did you do? Sourdough bread. Sourdough bread, toasted. Um, I put some... Uh, Spinach. Well, I sautéed some spinach with garlic ghee. Um, I then did two eggs and garlic ghee, uh, sunny side up. And then I put a layer of um, guacamole on it. On top of the uh, bread, then the spinach, and then the eggs and some... um, Everything but the bagel. Everything but the bagel seasoning. That's amazing. It was delightful. Looked great. No beans, but like, you know, toast. That got me going. Fancy that. toast is uh, is something that you can eat for all three meals, and you can. It's such a nice canvas, you know. It's like a like the cover of a of a of a record, you know. It's, just, it's the perfect size canvas, and that you know you can go in a million different directions. You can go gooey, you can go crispy, crunchy, pickled vegetables, meat. You could take it in a million different directions. Yeah. Yeah, man. Toasts of the world. So you could do a whole podcast series on just toast and crap. Toasting crap. I think there's your <laughs> title. Welcome to Toasting Crap with your buddy. Podcasts are like coffee shops. All you need, and um, you're halfway there. What's that? All you need is a name. You just need a good name. You yeah, know? exactly. It's the name and the beans, or in this case, you know, the content. But yeah, you're right. Toasting crap. Toasting crap. You know. Good one. It's not bad. I'm your host. We got so much stuff going on that we can just we can do toasting crap. We can do the, you know. Ethnic food signature dish tournament. I mean, there's just so many damn things we can do. It's amazing. Uh, any more bean it's things? Like we're, we're stacking jack. You know, we're st- stacking cash with all the money that's coming in from these podcasts and these Instagram accounts. All these likes and clicks and hearts are like, I'm just waiting to cash all those in, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, the amount of the amount of um, poachers who are asking me to like utilize them to get me likes and whatever it, it, it only continues to go up so the good news is that the world of trying to make money off somebody else <laughs> who's a sucker that continues that that economy is not crumbled so that's good news yeah yeah i get i get emails from um from one company that tries to 
pair influencers with brands to do these like branded um, ads. And there's no guarantee that, you know, it's not like I'm on a level where I'm getting like direct offers. I'm on a list, you know, but there you have to, you actually have to post the content, the branded content and then you're entered into a contest. And if you are one of the winners of the contest, you get some sort of crappy compensation. I'm like, you guys, yeah. First of all, your contests are terrible, but you know these agencies—they're cleaning up because brands out there are like we have to be associated with influencers, and they don't have to even show any metrics. Right. It's a great. It's little not like you buy a bunch of car, you buy a bunch of commercials, and then you sell uh, more Toyotas. Like it's this like brand awareness thing where. There's no real way to measure if your money is giving you a return on investment. Yeah, exactly. So you just got to be everywhere. So they just throw money at whatever makes their shareholders feel like they've got their fingers in a bunch of different pies. Yeah, they're on the pulse. They're not missing anything because they're everywhere, so they're nowhere. Boom. Right. Any more bean stuff or anything in your back pocket here? Um, yeah, well, there's, of course, hummus. If you get tahini, which is an incredible ingredient that I've got a jar coming in soon, so I'm going to be doing some tahini stuff on the, um, hashtag, on, the podcast, on the on the Instagram hashtag tahini, tahini party. Um, I like it. Yeah, it's it's like sesame sesame seed butter, like a peanut oh, yeah. butter, but with sesame seeds. Got a really nice flavor, very familiar texture because we're so used to peanut butter and now almond butter, and it's the it's the ingredient in hummus that makes takes it from garbanzo beans to hummus it, it makes a cream it's an emulsifier yes and it gives you that that kind of dankness that you are looking for out of it always looking you for the dankness tahini, you can just throw it into a blender or a food processor you can put in a scoop of tahini some salt maybe a little lemon juice uh garbanzo beans and you get your own hummus and if, then you start experimenting with different ways to make it feel more whipped and more airy and um shaving some garlic and things of that nature and talk about a canvas like a oh yeah your fancy toast and you put your homemade hummus on it and then you get your guacamole on it and you know your two sunny side eggs away you're living the you're living the gosh darn great life so speaking of that i want to end on a sports thing not belarusian football but maybe the national football league draft is coming up you got any hot takes also the patriots are releasing uniforms on monday new uniforms they're promoing it tonight as something old something new something borrowed something blue i don't believe they're getting married but um (laughs) the patriots are put coming out with new unis and they may or may not be drafting a quarterback where where are you jj if anywhere on this or do you even care in the quarantine i can't believe that they're doing it um there's some hubris to this in the fact that they're still going through with it um but Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they should postpone it personally. The, uh, but the, the draft, NFL yeah. is nothing but arrogant with their scheduling and the way that they—they're kind of bullheaded about well everything. Um, in regards to different players um, and who the Patriots draft, they've got so many holes right now. Um, I don't know if, unless you really feel like you got the right guy. I don't know if quarterback is going to be the most efficient use of a draft pick when you yeah, you already have your veteran and your young guy. I agree. Um, I think you roll the dice with these guys, or you make you know. 
this is your this is your your house money season. So find out what you got and start filling the roster with young, controllable talent, um, so that you have you start to regain some depth. I mean, the Patriots have issues, man. They've lost so many people, and um, they filled more importantly um, in terms of volume, but. They more importantly, they filled very specific roles that this team traditionally needs, and um, they've got to start restocking the shelves, or they're they're going to be bad for a long time. Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, in in some ways, I'm glad there's something to watch. Though I'm not really a big draft guy. Like, I just it doesn't do it for me. Like, I'll maybe I'll keep it on in the background doing something else. But you know, we're so starved for something new. <laughs> That yeah. I may actually give it give it a watch because like what what else am I gonna do? Well, we're all you know New Englanders. I know you work in college athletics, so you have a much different experience than your standard New Englander. But New Englanders are not college football uh, buffs for the most part. Yeah, and our team for the last twenty years has been picking at around twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, or thirty two. Yep, um, for twenty years. So the draft is always and. If you were to get your heart set on anybody sexy, Bill's going to rip it out by trading away for 17 picks, at, you know, or five years from now. Yep. And you're just always going to be disappointed. So the draft has always been kind of like, these things where I'll check out who they got, I'll read about them a little bit, and I'm like, well, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. <laughs> and then I don't think about those players anymore until, you know, September, like yeah. August. Yeah, so... Um, now we're in this interesting space that we haven't been occupying lately where we have to build a roster and we don't really know what we have going in. Yeah. And, um, you know, also little known, little discussed story is the, the Patriots have got an enormous amount of time and um, manpower to dedicate to just this draft. They are normally playing until February. Right. They... You know, they would normally have other things going on. It's the off season. Well, they're all under lock and key, and they're probably like, hey, if we're going to be quarantined, you know, let's just do this the best we can. Let's focus on every bit of brain power we have on this yeah. one task. And it's going to be interesting to see how that affects their drafting. Yeah. Also, what I like about the potential of a season starting late is the shorter training camp is, the better it is for teams that are better coached. Cause yeah, well, it's like the, that's the the adage with the um, the no hit practices. Like the fewer practices you have, the better coach teams hit the ground running better too. Exactly. So maybe you steal a couple early, keeps you in the hunt longer, or whatever it is, you know. So anyway, it's really interesting to see that we're at a place where uh, we're at the NFL draft. I feel like you know so many things that usually happen before the NFL draft between the Super Bowl and the draft have not happened. So it just feels really friggin' weird, you know? Yeah. But that's okay. Well, life feels weird, man. Um, it feels weird. It sure does. All right, so man, cook good. We're coming back next week for part five of Kitchen Quarantine. Keep sending JJ uh, suggestions, questions, comments, at man, cook good. Um, follow the show, at filibuster freestyle. And uh, subscribe on all the different various p- platforms out there, including Deezer, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, what the hell, why not? Search, review, rate, tell your friends. Let's get over that 100,000 mark downloads. Should be happening soon. We appreciate everybody. JJ, stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. Thanks for being on. Yes, sir. Thank you. Cindy, what do you got?
Thanks, Gav. Bye. <laughs>